Ready to put the art in artwork? Check out friend of the podcast Danielle Molman's online interactive series, Crafting Your Artistic Handbook. By the end of this six-week class, you'll have a set of rituals geared towards ongoing artistic growth, an accountability process designed to help you reach your goals, and a sustainable documentation method designed to grow and change as you do. Register and learn more at bit.ly slash originalcastfriend and use the code original at checkout for 20% off. That's bit.ly slash originalcastfriend, code original. Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Anyone who has spent time with Courtney Lane's self and myself knows that we can talk a lot about theater and what we know about it. And who knows more? I know more. That's really all there is to say. Actually, there's a lot more to say. And we say it here. We join that conversation already in progress. And then go. And so, like, yeah, it's not just, you really have to write this thing. You absolutely have to write a script for this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, that's another thing about... Ken Ludwig too that I think is really interesting in talking with him uh, uh, his his words his stories his um, you know the genesis of of why he does what he does goes back actually to a a real love and passion for the tradition of comedy mm-hmm. um, comedy starting with Shakespeare and Johnson and moving into Sheridan and Congreve and um, moving into Shaw and Wilde and um, and Ken said to me once in one of our interviews that he felt like the next major uh, like thing to pick up the mantle of comedy mm-hmm. was the American musical, uh, mu- the American musical comedy mm-hmm. um, was was sort of the next great it- iteration of comedy. Um, so Ludwig, in, a- in addition to like his wonderful farces that he writes, I mean, I think Lend Me a Tenor is another mm-hmm. just great comedy, great show. He writes a good musical too, mm-hmm. um, so he has a real love and appreciation, and and he is a, a true student. You should hear him talk about comedy. It's it, he just schooled me. He just he, we you know there was one time where we were on the phone. He just walked me through it all. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is a man who number one knows what he's talking about. Number two really loves it. And number three is really his work is truly motivated by that. So, you know, as I go through Crazy for You and I see you know, all of the devices that he employs. I'm like, this is a true student and master of comedy. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not going to argue with Ken Ludwig's career. There's certainly, there's no argument to be had. Um, okay. The argument to be had. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it. I, I would love to hear it. So here's, love to hear here's, it. here's my thing. I've never seen the show. Okay. And as I always say, when I've never seen the show. So, my my analysis is my my appreciation is incomplete. Yeah, right, right. I've seen some of, but not all of the um, per- great performances video. Right. But so my main experience with it is through is through the CD. I like Gershwin's music uh-huh. as much as the next person. Okay. Uh, but I have to say the CD washes over me, and I don't notice it's happening. Right. And I also will say. That and this is really funny because I just talked about this with Robin when we were talking about rent. Mm-hmm. In the period of it feels like, and this is a really interesting phenomenon, 
American musical theater, Broadway specifically, embraced Crazy for You mm-hmm. and then immediately rejected it. Uh-huh. And like it ran for four years. Like it ran for a while yeah. and it did really, really run. well. But it was it's so funny that it was immediately re- I, and I, I say that like roundly rejected and and then not duplicated. In based on what? Rejection so, based on what? Based on the fact that over the next four years until Rent comes along, basically, we tread water in musical theater development to Rent. And then what happens at Rent, because it takes several years for shows to get, even at this point, it takes at least a year for a show to get to Broadway. Now it takes, it can take 10. 10. Mm-hmm. Um, what you have is a divergence in 96 to me of like, there's the group who went, hey, Rent. Yeah. And there's the group who went, you know, movie adaptations yes. will make a lot of money. Yeah. And that was where we were. And we kind of lived there for quite a while. And this like, it's just, if, if it's not a movie, it's not getting made. And then every now and then like people trying to do stuff. And, and nowhere in there was there room for the traditional musical theater, uh, musical form. comedy. It'd be yeah. The form itself yeah. became anathema yeah, yeah and then we enter the next period that i've talked about a bunch on this show of like you can't make a musical unless you're making self-referential about how dumb musicals are yep and now i think we've climbed out of that and yeah. people are like really making musicals yeah, and yeah. so but so but it's like we're 20 however many years later and you could make a musical comedy now and not be ashamed of it but this is this show was a huge hit. Like I don't understand. And like I say, came out and the Guys and Dolls revival was a huge hit. Yeah. Five Guys Named Mo was a big hit on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long it ran on Broadway, but it played everywhere. Like yeah. it was in every regional theater you've ever heard of. Yeah. Five Guys Named Mo. Yeah. Jelly's Last Jam was a big hit. These, these shows, that are musical theater like musical theater, exclamation point shows were all there and they were all big hits and then the next year it was Kiss of the Spider Woman and Tommy yeah. and then we were into Sunset Boulevard yeah. and like yeah, and 90s, that was it the, the 90s, 90s was a they hard were a tumultuous decade. time for musical theater yeah. you know, as you're this is this is like what i was saying before that it was like crazy for you snatched back like got musical theater back on track like the 80s were oh, rough. The eighties is, is the eighties were London. Throw it away. The West End is where the West. That's, w- and musical that's development and is coming out of the West End. 100%. That's what Frank Rich was saying. Right. Like absolutely. The when, so crazy for you. There's something about it as uh, whether it literally was like the show or it was sort of representative of or its timing was just right or whatever. But crazy for you in many ways you could say is is somewhat of a milestone of not only like America snatching the musical back, but like Americans becoming interested in musicals again um or 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 something feeling right about it again and so crazy what crazy for you did was rather than um redefine like rent yeah redefine crazy for you was like ah this was the thing that we knew and loved so well and guys and dolls sort of that, re- that it revival it's in the same it sort of did it but the problem is it's a revival so it's still stale material whereas right. ken ludwig wrote something where it could still feel nostalgic and it could still feel in that time and place, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, uh, like the same way that Thoroughly Modern Millie, it's de- it feels mm-hmm. like a throwback, but it doesn't have, even though Thoroughly Modern Millie is really problematic with a lot of stereotypes and yes. things like that. But yes. there are a lot that were avoided. Um, so there's something, there's something really wonderful about Crazy For You sort of getting things back on track to what we knew and loved about musicals, like pulling us out of the 
I mean, the 70s were also weird for 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 musicals. Yes. Good. But the 70s. And explorative. That's the thing. But let's see, the 70s was a decade of expansion and, and experimentation. That like led us into a black hole of the 80s. Well, I mean, because there's the no money in it. Fault. I mean, because there's totally. not because like, well, there's not, it's not that there's no money in it. Chorus Line ran forever and ever. Right, but right, like right. there was something about like coming out because in, in the 40, 30s, 40s and 50s. Yeah. You could like people just put on like shows just were put on. This was there was a existing churning machine yes. that was writing and producing and creating shows. Because one of the reasons being that popular music was coming out of this yeah. thing. So like there was money to be made for decades to come. And that was Gershwin. Yes. Like Ludwig and Frank Lesser and yeah, like yeah. all these like this is Irving the, Berlin. Irving Berlin. Like Drunk this is yeah. yeah. We get into the sixties. Yes. And seventies. Yeah. And like correctly. Um, and he didn't do this by himself, but the company comes out in 1970, so it's a good, it's a really yeah. nice line yes. to draw. That Stephen yeah. Sondheim leads a revolution, yeah. uh, of musical theater. But the problem is, Sondheim shows don't make any money, right? And it's the thing that always gets overlooked in these in these sets. That Sondheim has never uh, since funny thing happened on the way to the forum in 1962 has never had a financial success on Broadway, which is also the worst show he did. I hate Forum. Okay. I mean, I think Roadshow's worse, but yes, your, your oh, point is... It's yeah, yeah, certainly, I don't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> of it's, his it's big the, ones. It is the, big it's the least... It, no matter what you think of it, love it or hate it, it's the least interesting score yeah. he ever wrote. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. will say that as well. Yeah. It's very yeah. flat. Yeah, yeah. But all that aside, yes. it is like... That was that show ran for a th- almost a thousand performances. Yeah. It was a massive hit. Yeah. And yeah. he never... Even though he had shows that ran for like... Into the Woods might have turned a profit in like in, in 87. I'm not right. 100% sure. But it's still like... Sometimes shows don't make money. Right. And... You can't sustain that model in America. Right. However, in England, yes, where theater is heavily subsidized by the government, yes, you can absolutely yeah. sustain that model, and that's why the '70s in America, to me, led to the '80s. And Cameron McIntosh, who got his start producing Sondheim, transfers to the West End, yeah. and losing money doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But like he came up in Sondheim and then saw Andrew Lloyd Webber and went, "Aha! Like with that, I can do this." But and then musical theater starts being developed over there in in and coming back to the United States you know my whole thing and this this was what I kind of based a lot of my my thought process on on my thesis and therefore like my entire career I I sort of think about this this is how I hook in as a director in many ways and and for my love and sort of um connected hatred of musical theater like I both love and hate it is that in the 30s, 40s, 50s, like you're talking about. It's not that that was the moment when musical theater like had this machine churning. It's that that was the first time a musical was a musical. Like what we right. forget about is like, sh- look, Shakespeare's, you know, was writing in the 1600s. He's been we've been we've known what a good play is since then. Uh, Freaking Euripides was we're, we're yeah, 500 yeah. B.C. Like play theater has been around for a while. But musical theater, the structure of musical theater and certainly the, the sort of like American musical as we know it in the in the 20s wasn't a thing. It was no. we, were, we were still pulling. We were vaudeville right. and we were and operetta. Yeah. Right. So there there was yeah, and the follies. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Showboat. Right. When, right. When when we when we figured out what that form could even look like. So thirties, forties, fifties were just the first stage of the musical as we know it. And right. my my sort of argument for why um musical theater needs to analyze what its evolution is 
is because we, we it's at, we, we think as if we've like got it figured out. We're like, no, we got to stick we with this thing think we do. Got it. Yeah. But the thing is, we don't. We, it is yeah. so new. It is just now. Not even. It's only ninety years old. It's not even a century old as a form. Like we have to keep evolving it. We have to keep playing around with it. So that's that was something that that, that was part of like the the underpinning of the notion of like the call to action for we can't rest on our laurels right. as a genre. So, yeah, I think Crazy for You in 92 kind of pulled things back to center. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I, I, I think it not crazy for you, but I think the notion of what you're talking about, that like rent, the late 90s were this sort of different sort of explosion. Right. And you're exactly right that we went to sort of different forms combined with like, oh, oh you know what else we could do is adapt the movie musical, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, was which is not new. I mean, it's a big like people often talk about the late 90s and movies being turned into musicals as like we discovered it in the 90s i mean two of people's spectrum 70s musicals uh applause and little night music are both based on motion pictures it, it's just that was not that idea itself was not new right but it but but the, the, the influence of it the like explosion yeah, of the explosion it, the, was yeah, new it was yeah. the, well, it was that thing of like because entertainment has always been trendy there something happens like oklahoma happens in 42 yeah and suddenly everybody's writing book musicals because it was a smash right and so these things do explode like these things, you know, company came out and was at least enough of a hit that people started being like, oh, we can do weird stuff. Concept and musical. Concept musicals are kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and also at the time, it should not be ignored that you have other people like Bob Fosse and uh, other people who aren't writers, but are like very interested in experimenting well, with form. Practitioners. Yes. Practitioners. That's that. Who would cut their teeth in the 60s and had a name for themselves where they could say something like, listen, I want to do a murder-ass cabaret style, blah, blah, blah. And people went, sure. Because, by the way, I think that's part of that, that notion, the practitioner-led Mm -hmm. uh, sort of theatrical venture, uh, the co collaboration um, of, of the development of something is, I think, what right now really good musical theater is doing or, or one one facet of really good yeah. musical theater. It's the Rachel Chavkin moving and developing as a director, right. being the driving force uh, of creation behind Town and behind Great Comet. And, behind, right. you know, um, but there's there's a uh, there's a lot of that that I see as well. But I do think in the late 90s, what happened was musical theater started to explode into um, realizing that it needed some new forms. It was like, ah, the 80s were rough. And, you know, so... I do think that was happening, and and I think that is part of what explains the crazy for you was a giant hit, and then it was as if we immediately turned our back on it. Yeah, and I, I guess the way I think about it is rather than I don't think it was a rejection so much as it was like crazy for you was like a reassertion of the foundation to to springboard off of crazy for you and the other musicals that sure. you talked about. That's sort of what I think. I don't I don't think that we I don't get the sense. But that we didn't we get, yeah, roundly rejected. I say rejected though because like what's funny to me about it is that once there's a Gershwin hit musical, why wasn't there an Irving Berlin musical? Why wasn't there a uh Sammy Kahn? You, like, you know what I mean? Like we because like Jelly's Last Jam right, like and, and the Crazy form for didn't You. Take off. Exactly the right. The, 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 because what you expect to see is like off. you expect to see nine Crazy for You imitators coming right on its heels. Instead, what you see is a is is sort of 80s light like that's what you you end up seeing where people take the design elements of it and of of crazy for you and guys and dolls which i will put together from a design standpoint uh -huh. for, for the sake of this argument and 
they take a lot of the like the flash glitz glamour side of it but then don't they don't take the literal like you know we could just do we could do a musical comedy the parts we could so just do it. a musical comedy even if it's new like even if it, we don't see a gershwin style musical written by I I I, don't, I mean I don't know who, but like written by um oh I just had Malpy and Shire like Malpy and Shire didn't come turn around and go hey like we're just gonna write a big old fashioned flat which they could absolutely have done they wrote big right you know what I mean like that was where that was where not and and who knows who drove that but like they were hired to write big that's that's where the next thing they did what and year was big big Nin- was ninety four I believe oh mid mid it was like 90s. the next year um or the year after no I think it was a little do, later do, than do, that do 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 Let's look it up. I went to see Big. I didn't go to see Big. I went to see Sunset Boulevard. 96. Oh, it was the same yeah. year as Rent. Um, but so it, it, in any event, this is kind of what, you know, like you expect to see when something is as big of a hit as Crazy For You was. And it was. It was a phenomenon. Ran for years. It toured extensively. You know what, though? I think it's, I don't know if this, if it's because of this, but I certainly think now, like, um, hindsight wise. Yeah. What I feel about it is crazy for you was this, you know, its origins were weird. Um, it is weird for, for, you know, somebody to come to a playwright. Sure. Um, and to say, hey, you have this canon. It, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. We were thinking maybe girl crazy, but also do whatever you want. Like, I, I oh, yeah. That, I'm not saying that I was going to happen was... again. It was just funny that, like, you didn't see hack versions of it even popping off of it. It just right. went. And and the the looking back on it now, what crazy for you feels like to me was this really successful, like sort of singular. I mean, um, or maybe way we, to make a show. Maybe we did. The other thing is, I'm now kind of going forward a little bit in time, and the very next year you have the Goodbye Girl musical, right? The ill fated Goodbye Girl well, musical, yeah. right? But which is that was Neil Simon? Is that Neil, Neil Simon? Simon? Yeah. Uh, and it is. Um, let me real fast look up who wrote this. Uh, Neil Simon. Hamish and Zippel. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's a... They tried. They tried. Yeah. And that was a huge flop. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but that's only two shows. I, I don't... Maybe they did try. Maybe it did. And it just... But then it's Kiss of the Spider Woman and Tommy. And, you know, like that's... And then Blood Brothers from the West End, which is a riot. And then like Disney arrives in 90... Yeah. In 94. What was... Beauty and the Beast? Beauty was and the that Beast first? is yeah. first. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. I remember, yeah, and then, uh, you know, Passions that year, obviously, but that's, uh, Sondheim is Sondheim, yeah, so it's a whole different you know, thing. Yeah, 90s were, 80s, 80s were obviously rough. The 90s just, it just was, nothing, it's almost like nothing really stuck. It until... is. If you read, if you go back and read through the best musical Tony nominations, which is not going to tell you what the best shows were, but it's going to tell you yeah, what people yeah. were, what people were thinking what people about, wanted what people wanted you to say. Yeah. It, it's like the, the, the year of Rent. It's Rent. Bring into noise, bring into funk, uh-huh. which you may have heard of, yes. and then Chronicle of Death Foretold and Swinging on a Star. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I challenge yeah. anybody well, right now to tell me what those were. I'm sure <laughs> some of my <laughs> listeners can. God bless you. But like, but that's it's also this is also when we're swinging Just, hard. Yeah. Guys and Dolls introduced the whole. Re- the, the there was a revival era of revolution. Revival. Yes. Of yeah. And you had yeah. le- sort of led unintentionally by Nathan Lane. It's so funny how yeah. like. <laughs> But you know, because like, cause like uh, yeah. the same year as Rent, he's doing Forum. Yeah, yeah. And like, and yeah. there's a Company revival and yeah. a Dolly revival yeah. and a King and I revival. Yeah. Like these are like classic Carousel musicals. Carousel was a big revival that. So 95, maybe that's 96. what happened. I mean, people went, "Ooh, crazy for you! We love that. This show's like right. that. Let's do. And let's then just do that show. was the lesson they learned. Yeah, yeah. They learned the wrong. Go lesson. back to it. Go but back. Like, literally go back it. to it. Not yes. write new stuff. Not yes. not pr- not play with the foundation. Right. But like, oh, old stuff is popular. Let's what old stuff can we get? What were the aughts characterized by? 
The aughts to me are characterized by self-referential. The aughts are Avenue Q and um, it starts with Avenue Q and ends with um, Book of Mormon. And in between you yeah. have Drowsy Chaperone. You yeah. have, where like if it's not about and you also have musical of musical, the musicals yeah. and um, title of show. Yes. Like this yeah. is what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Like you can't be a musical and or Thoroughly Modern Millie. I was going to say Millie be, to me is and another. And be honest now yeah. obviously there are exceptions we've talked about you're in town on this show we've talked like which is it is self-referential it, it's musical yeah, 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 yeah. but in a so very smart, smart so and twisted way yeah. as is drowsy chaperone the one yes, the cream agreed. rises to the top yes um but that's to me what the aughts was about the yeah. aughts was this yeah. this weird we had we had to justify yes why is it a musical? musical we have to justify right it. yeah and then when mormon comes along I mean, starting with Avenue Q, which is brilliant, and ending with Book of Mormon in 2011, which is also brilliant, there is this great, like, <laughs> this feeling to me of like, well, that's, it's not going to, what's so funny about Book of Mormon to me is everybody, I think, kind of looked at Book of Mormon and went, they looked at Avenue Q and went, I can do that. They looked at Book of Mormon and went, no one's going to do it that right, good. Right, right, right. Like, that's as right. good as that is ever you know, going to get. I think and another, things shifted again. Another, er uh, another group in this era, though, is like, the, when was Ragtime? 96, 97. Oh, so, oh, so that's still 90s, man. Ragtime was doing but it. Ragtime wasn't was, a hit. Yeah. I mean, the thing that gets been. missed about Ragtime. Ragtime is another. Like, that's one of should've my 10 been. favorite musicals. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show. Yeah. Listen to Elliot's episode. It's fantastic. But yeah, Ragtime. When was, when was Parade? Parade's 99. So that so right, it's happening. That's it, another like another offshoot in the late 90s. I think that's actually the most successful offshoot. I mean, Rent. Right, but there's this there's this like meaningful musical offshoot. This was the group that was like, we do not need to justify, but it our is led and it's led by the old guard though. I mean, Hal Prince forwards Parade, he gets Jason Robert Brown to write the score, yeah, but it's yeah. Alfred Urey and Hal Prince's project, and yeah. they offered it to Sondheim first, who turned it down, uh, which is one of my favorite. If you've ever heard Jason Robert Brown talk about that experience, it's amazing. Same of as course. it ever was, yeah. because there are still people writing self-referential musicals. Yes, like that's still happening. Yeah, and it's just not what we're it's not in vogue people are still adapting movies i mean the you know, pretty woman's playing now and tootsie is on its way but we've been doing that for a while and we've been we've been like eh, and we will like do legally it. blonde friggin wedding singer friggin bring it on yeah and some are hits and some are flops and some are written by people who you like like jason robert brown right Bridges in Madison County right. on one side, right. which is a great score, I right. think. But also on the other side, everyone likes to forget that he wrote Urban Cowboy. Right, right. <laughs> I everyone likes to forget <laughs> that totally that his follow-up to Parade was that. Urban Cowboy, yes. which ran, I think, for yeah. half an afternoon. Like it's just this is when was this is the business? When was um like a new brain? I, well, William Finn's hard because like his shows come and go and twist yeah, and turn it was 90s and then it because it, uh, spelling yeah. bee of course is another great thing that sort of came out of the aughts yes spelling bee is mm -hmm. a really spelling successful really, really musical that came out of the aughts. his most accessible score probably. yes but this same yeah. year as we're talking about crazy review is falsettos oh of course yeah of course i mean yeah. which is yes we've done it on this show obviously yeah. but like falsettos landmark is incredible landmark. incredible yeah. incredible musical um it's also interesting how far like there was this really interesting split in the 90s we're playing so few clips in this episode. It's a riot. Um, but it's... it's uh, wait, wait. There's so much There's so much to get to still. Oh, I know. Because like right now we're not talking about... Well, we've only been like, talking for an hour. There you go. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure it out later. Because this a is... A two-parter. This two -parter. is my favorite. Two-parter. Well, Special we'll... episode. Courtney and Patrick <laughs> talk about musical theater. The canon of musical theater. The evolution. The, the, the thing that was happening in the 90s in New York theater on the other end of the spectrum was highly political relevant plays 
where you have Angels in America, yep. Twilight Los Angeles. Yep. Like that is where that yep. is where our plays are. Yep. And yep. the musicals yep. are not. Yes. And I wonder how much that disconnect yeah. led to this sort of like, blah, 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 like what are we doing? Fart that yes. was the late nineties. Yes. Which wouldn't have been what it was. We talk about this on Robin's episode, but like the greatest tragedy of rent ever is the fact that like it announced the arrival of a new voice in and music he theater and he died. was dead. Yeah. And there was nothing we could do about that. Yeah. And we lost our, it's, our voice. It's like losing Kurt Cobain before any music was recorded. Like yes. it's just like, well, that would have been great. Here's hairspray. Like, you know, like that's that's what you this is what we have. Yeah. Hope you like it. We just have to go back to other shows that he wrote before this. They just did the the 54 Below concert was like two nights ago of like Lost Larson or whatever they called it. Yeah. Um, It's another sad one. It is. And it's, it's, you know, that's life. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know that story, right? He went to the freaking hospital. And the doctors were like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. And they sent him home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. And it was, he he died like on the invited dress. Or he s- died the, uh, oh, the first or preview, preview off or Broadway, first preview. which I only know for certain because Robin and I, like I just cut well, that episode. It, we just it, talked yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah the, he died the night he they had the first preview. He had his first and last interview with the New York Times. <sighs> and he went home and he died. Oh, my God. And that was it. And the show was locked. And that was it. And we talked about it a lot in Robin's episode, so I'm not going to go into it here. But it's so I guess that's what happened. I guess Crazy for You comes and is a smash. And instead of going, hey, they go, everything goes kind of in the other direction. And it's like, let's just revive. What do we what do we have? Like literally we already have everything them. because we've got it. And I that, am, is, that is what people loved about it is that. Ken Ludwig, like I said, he just refound the form in such a solid way, and it and it felt new, and it's because it was new. Like I said, he was writing a new book with some of the like, you know, Gershwin is you you could argue that Gershwin is the greatest composer of all time. George Gershwin like wrote certainly the, greatest the, American composer. Yes, like, I yeah, think without too know, much, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, so he's he's like in that realm. Yeah. So you know, there were just a lot of things about it that were that were just right. Ken Ludwig was the man for the job. Yeah. You know, and he Oh, a thousand percent. And you know, the the thing another thing about it, this is and this is why I kind of so I find it interesting. So I'm pivoting back into talking about Crazy Free for a second. That's it, ostensibly why we're here. What do you mean? The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Courtney Lane Self for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Rehearsal.